Craft Beer Radio, episode 194, on October 15th, 2011. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, and we're getting malty up in this shiz. It's <laughs> it's time for Oktoberfests. Yes, it is. Uh, we have. Oh, I haven't, uh, haven't finished the last one, so well, you can finish reviewing it on the main. We show. did the pre-show. We did the Church Brew Works Oktoberfest. The reason why we did it on the pre-show was because it's really only available in Pittsburgh and surrounding areas. Yeah, Church Brew Works has a brew pub that bottles here in Pittsburgh. They're in a retired church. Beautiful place. Good beers, and this beer was uh, much the same. You still got it in your in your glass there, so let's. Uh, it's got a nice briefly. amber, dark, darkish amber color, sort of a caramel, light caramel. About uh, nice, uh, nice head, nice kind of small head on it. It's it smells malty and it has a Zotz hops uh, aroma to it, and that really comes through in the flavor. It has a big front, a big forward maltiness, which uh, is, is particularly in my zone for Dr. Horfers. I like malt forward ones. I mean, they should be malt forward, but I like ones that really express that a lot. Uh, the gotcha. hops, um, the hops are. are T- taking a nice bitter note in the back, and it ends on a nice dry note. It's really a well-done example of the style, mm-hmm. uh, which is your BJCP 3B. Look at that. We're on the same page. We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> so for aroma, we're looking at rich German malt aroma of Vienna and or Munich malt. A light to moderate toasted malt aroma is often present. Clean lager aroma with no fruity esters or diacetyl. No hop aroma. Caramel aroma is inappropriate. So what they say about the caramel, like if you use crystal malt or something like that, you'll get that caramel, and that really that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for something that's a little more bready. I, I think that you know white bread crust is pretty good to get you the idea of what a German malt smells mm-hmm. like. You get that more bready aroma than you do from like a, a candy or sugary type aroma. Appearance is uh, dark gold to deep orange red. Most of them are going to be the amber orange red color, but every yeah. once in a while you see a golden one, and uh, it's uh, definitely interesting when those come across. Um, bright clarity with a solid off-white foam head. So initial malty sweetness, moderately dry finish, distinctive and complex maltiness often includes a toasted aspect. Bitterness is moderate. Noble hot flavor is low to none. Balance toward malt, though the finish should not be sweet. Noticeable caramel or roasted flavors are inappropriate. Clean lager character with no diacetyl or fruity esters. So, yeah, that, that, that's a... Twice now we've talked about the diacetyl and the fruity esters. Yes. So, fruity esters come across when you have a, a yeast that, you know, like an ale yeast gives mm-hmm. off a lot of esters. Belgian ale yeast give off... We talk about dark tons. fruits and things like that. That's yeah. an example yeah. of Yeah, or lager stuff. yeasts ferment at a cool temperature, ferment out clean, and they don't give off those compounds. And then the, the, the diacetyl is another compound given off by the yeast. That's that buttery, butterscotch flavor that you can get off it. I had a beer... I was at the Fox and the Hound the other day, and apparently this place is notorious for never cleaning the beer lines. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also notorious for charging you... like. Seven dollars and forty cents for a glass of beer, like like rip me off. I was so mad, but I ordered the one beer out of the full pint um, IPA, and then she pours it. And I'm drinking it, like take a couple sips, and it tastes apricotty. Like I don't think that's the hops. And I realized I think this is Magic Hat number nine. And so I asked the bartender, who's not not your beer person bartender. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stood there for five minutes while she was watching some video on her phone, like underneath the bar. I was like, oh. 
I'm like, is there any chance that this is the Magic Cat number nine? And she's like, no. So she poured me a little bit of the Magic Cat number nine. Here's where the, st- the whole tying the story into this whole thing is this beer. I could not figure out what it was because it was this mess that was riddled with diacetyl. It tasted like I was sucking on a butterscotch. Mm. I mean, it was by far the most diacetyl. And diacetyl, that kind of diacetyl can really come on with dirty tap lines. Um, the stuff, the bugs that get in the tap lines will, will cause that. And uh, yeah, this was. So why are you there? Because if they charge a lot for beer and they never clean their tap, because everyone from work was there. You can ask Damien. Damien suggested it, and I tried to steer him away, and he's like, "Oh, what do you have, do you have against the the fox and the hound?" Well, Wait, now you, I have a lot against the fox and the did hound. Did you explain to him that they're notorious for this? I, I didn't. I didn't. It's been so long. I didn't know, remember these things or know these things. I had a different reason for not liking the place, which was not as good of a reason. The one time I was there, there was a bunch of meathead douchebags that really pissed me off, but. That that has always put a sour taste in my mouth, but literally now I've had some sour taste in my mouth, or mm. at least the uh, diacetyl tastes. Let's move on to the a beer for tonight. Let's do this uh, Otter Creek because I haven't had it. All right, Otter Creek Oktoberfest. So what we have is uh, thirty-two IBUs, four point five percent alcohol by volume, malted with two row Munich, Carapless, Caramel Forty L and Eighty L. Interesting caramel malts in here. We'll see if uh, we get some caramel flavor. So I did notice on the Beer Advocate site that this, cat, on Beer uh, on beer Advocate, it's categorized as an American Amber slash Red Ale. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so it might not be that Meritzen Oktoberfest type style. We'll see yeah. when we taste it. Hopped with Nugget, Hillertown, and Tetanang. This is more, this is a golden one. This is more, more on the golden spectrum, spectrum than... Yeah, it's not quite as dark as it, but it's an orange. It's a bright orange. I wouldn't quite go as far as golden. Pours very clear. Definitely can see your fingerprints through the glass. Nice foam standing head, like it says on the... For the aroma. It, it, it is toasty. It, it's not too caramelly or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm getting a good toast. It reminds me of a... a maybe I was tainted by... I try not to look at the beer advocate page when you know when I'm trying to get yeah. through to the brewery the brewery page, but it does give me that red ale type, like that maybe not really Irish red, but like a red ale type idea where it's kind of um, how do I want to describe that? It's a <laughs> I'm trying to think. This is why I, styles are good. What's that? This is why styles are good because yeah. you can use shorthand, right? Because oh, how do I describe the malt character of a red ale versus an Oktoberfest? Because they're very similar now that I think about it. I'm not sure I have the words to differentiate them. Uh, maybe... I, I kind of want to say that it's a little more earthy or musky or something, but I'm not sure why I want to say this, that. This smells grainy. Um, okay. It you know it smells like a, a fistful of, of, of grains, if you had that. So it's a little, I guess, a little raw, not as processed. The aroma as, you know, just like a full-on, say, French bread aroma, which you might get for some other beers. There's a little bit of hops in the aroma, too. It's, um... I just let the, uh... The flavor, my first sip, wash over my tongue. It, it does have a lagery character to it. It tastes a little bit... I don't know, it doesn't taste like American Amber Ale, first off. I think it does have a lager character to it. But it is a little more estery than you expect for a... It's, yeah, it's estery, it's got 
the hops are, are confusing the palate, so it's making it taste almost sourdough-like. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because there's that bitterness is kind of taking... Yeah, the the bitterness from the hops makes the malt taste a little more sourdough. You're right. Um, now, why did I say it tasted lagery if it has esters in it? Let me see if I can figure that out. What What is making me think lagery? What I th- what I'm tasting here, what I think that it might be causing you is the the center feels kind of empty. Um, it feels a little bit more liquidy around the edges, uh, and so it feels kind of lighter on the on the mouth. Yeah, maybe maybe what maybe the reason I was saying that is because it doesn't have that caramel flavor that or that you know that fuller body that that sugary you know sweetness right where it does have that German malt type flavor to it. Maybe that's why I was thinking it tasted lagery even though it has some esters to it. I think that's what I was... Yeah, so like a commons might come along in the same way. Um, it's, you know, a, a commons is a uh, ale made with lager yeast. But it just doesn't have the same kind of estery pull. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, you're right. I think it's a German. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you said is right. I think it's mostly the the, ger- the malts that you know, have that German character to it mm-hmm. is what I was dialing in on. It's interesting. It's not screaming Oktoberfest to me at all. I can see why. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can see why church brewer or church brewer. <laughs> Beer Advocate. My Beer Advocate tab has Church Brewers on it. That's why I <laughs> said that. I can see why Beer Advocate would call it a red ale, because it, it doesn't really mm-hmm. come through as a, as an Itara Fest at yeah, all. Yeah, it kind of fits in, you know, the the space between the two styles, or in encompassing characteristics of the two styles, too. I can definitely see that. Hmm. You know, with these caramel malts... I'm not tasting. Here's caramel. interesting. Uh, the comments on the BJCP: domestic German versions tend to be golden, like a strong pills-dominated Hellas. Export German versions are typically orange amber in color and have distinctive toasty malt character. German beer tax law limits the OG of the style to 14 Plato, since it is a Volbeer. Volbeer. Not sure. What Although that American versions can be stronger. Fest-type beers are special occasion beers that are usually stronger than their everyday counterparts. That's interesting. I didn't realize about the whole export versus... Because I would have said, if I would have got a gold Fest beer, I would have said, well, this is atypical. Mm -hmm. Where, if you're in Germany, it's quite typical. You know, because the exports are the ones that are the ones that I... am accustomed to seeing. I wonder why they do that. Maybe it's an expectation thing. Maybe it's... There was, for a while, especially when we started the show, there was this expectation that foreign beers would be in green bottles. Mm-hmm. That has changed significantly. Uh, I think it's... It's not gone, though. It's not gone, but it's it's changed. M- much more companies are now producing, you know, making brown bottles because it's just so much better for the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, like Samuel Smith is a good example, right? Because they used to have clear bottles, green bottles, and now most of the beers are in brown bottles. So good for them, Samuel Smith. Um, 
So since we were talking about German beers, let's get one of these German ones out of the way. And here's another one I haven't had. This is, um, so I, I've got these beers. We actually have 11 Oktoberfest, which we're not all drinking tonight. Um, it was our beer club at work for this month. Um, a lot of people bought in for six packs, which means I had to buy a lot of different beers. Mm-hmm. And basically I went to two beer distributors and bought all the different Oktoberfests they had. So I had to get 11 different kinds. Excuse me. This is a green bottle. So it goes right against what I was saying. <laughs> this is Voltaire's. Voltaire, I'm guessing the W is pronounced like with the V, right? So it's probably yeah. Voltaire's Festbier. <laughs> I like your, your German flair at the end there. Uh, from Hofbrau's Voltaire's GmbH, which is the what all the German beer companies are called. Yeah, it's like incorporated for German. I don't have any information other than brewed in strict accordance to German purity laws. So this is Reinheit's. So what was interesting about this beer is if you were on the German language website, this beer wasn't on there. You had to go to the English website, and it looks like this beer is only produced for the American market. Fest beer USA. Hmm. It's, it says brewed for all seasonal events and parties all over the year. You know, just a little Google Translate. Yeah, you know, who cares? Okay, this beer is lighter than the other ones, but it's not quite golden. It's, it's it well, it's not a light gold. It is a rich gold color, mm-hmm. very clear, nice white, thick, dense head on there. It looks like shaving cream. The aroma, it, it's it's a lighter. Uh, malt character, and there might be a touch of green bottle in the aroma. Yeah, I'm, I, I was wondering that at first if there's a little bit of uh, photilic action going on. Yeah, in so here. when I say it smells like green bottle, I mean it, it smells like it's been light struck or slightly skunky, but it's not. It, it's very minor. This one is in pretty good shape for for the green bottle. The the cases that I picked up, they were it was sealed in a twelve pack. You know, there wasn't a light able to get mm-hmm. in so i figured it well i'm not sure if i knew the bottle was green at the head time but when i discovered the bottle was green i looked back at the case i'm like okay those are probably handled okay it smells what remind like what i think a hellas would smell like you know i'm thinking like where it has a little more um how do I want to describe that? It's it's a combination of an, of a lighter malt, but also a higher alcohol. It almost has this, um, <laughs> like I'm thinking of a, a stronger Hellas or a Maybach or something, which has it kind of. They're sweeter. Yeah, than October. Yeah, they are sweeter. Yeah, they uh, yeah tend to be a little bit higher in alcohol because of the sweetness. They, you know, lagers. They can be somewhat harder to differentiate than ales, because in ales, especially style to style, mm-hmm. there's so much difference. Lagers have, are all kind of similar, with you know slight differences here and there. Especially oh, wow. when you get like in that. down into the nitty gritty of the styles. Yeah, this is it. it tastes pretty good. Um, it it it's kind of a it, it's not as mm, not as not a sweet malt forward, but it is malt forward. So mm-hmm. it's, it's got this 
this kind of uh, it's this bready character up front, but really, really light breadiness as opposed to something that's sort of a really sweet breadiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a it has a light, nice, light, delicate body to it. it it's not it doesn't seem like it'd be a really filling beer. It seems like something you could go to your you know Oktoberfest party and drink several of or have a big liter yeah, mug big, of. Yeah, big a big steiner, big yeah. yeah. It seems like a big liter mug of this would go down pretty nicely. I I, I like I, I think so together. too. It's it's very drinkable, extremely drinkable. I could definitely see myself drinking several of these and then having to like you said before in one of the other previous shows having to pee right there at the <laughs> at the table. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it starts out that malty. It it has a comes down to a nice dry finish there's just a, enough bitterness to balance it out but it, it you know it's a it's a classic german beer here mm-hmm. so you know there's no hops really sticking out and and you know being out of place they're all nice in line there really well put together and like i said you know, immensely drinkable and that's that makes me happy because i grabbed this one off the shelf never heard of the brewery I was worried that it was going to be some crappy you know Mm-hmm. Beer in a green bottle, and it's good. I mean, it's a beer in a green bottle, definitely. But so I would wonder then. I think this would actually this would be a beer that I could definitely see getting a case of because it's really easy, mm-hmm. drinkable. Friends would like it. Everyone would really like it a lot. Um, but if you're going to a bottle shop and buying individually, I'd worry about it simply because of the green bottle. Yeah. Yeah, anything, any green bottle bottle shop I wouldn't even consider buying. But, you know, I definitely think you could buy a case and you'd be pretty happy with it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, very enthused by that beer. I like it a lot. It feels like definitely... It feels like what... You know that uh, German beer place? What's that place called? Uh, the one that's down... By the waterfront, not in waterfront, but south side now. German beer place on the south side. They brew their beer there. Oh, the Hofbrauhaus. Yeah, the Hofbrauhaus. So this is Hofbrauhaus, <laughs> but this is Hofbrauhaus. It tastes like what those beers should be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. Because uh, I'm not too enthused by the beers yeah. that the Hofbrauhaus makes. I don't think it's the same. I'm pretty sure that. I I don't know. I would suspect that that is a um, common term, you know. Yeah, brewery type thing, but I don't know. But this is the uh, Voltaire's Festbier. But yeah, those beers they they don't always taste that great. They're not. Mm-hmm. But this, I could see one of those big glasses of and really enjoying it with a big nice German meal. Let's do the other German one. You got the Hacker Shore original Oktoberfest. Okay, now any information I have on this is um, very, very German. So, <laughs> I, not being, not knowing German, you know, I can get that it's five point eight percent alcohol by volume, uh, and that's kind of it. I'm Gold Farbenis, Untergaringen. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see the problem I'm having. Okay, so, yeah. You know what? Throw it in the Google Translate. Here we go. It's right at the top of the screen already. All right. It is? 
It was a, in, in Chrome it is. It's like, hey, oh. this is German. Do you want it to be in I English? Know. I use Firefox. Okay, so. The Oktoberfest, the largest folk festival in the world, attracts millions of visitors annually. And, of course, there is also a special beer. Of course. <laughs> but whether but whether in bottles or as a measure of Oktoberfest, <laughs> the Hackershore Oktoberfest Mertzen, available exclusively around Oktoberfest time... <laughs> But there is, but there also tastes very good every year. His, Did Siri translate this? <laughs> his amber clear color, day rounded multi aroma, flavor and tart bitterness. Tart bitterness also makes your own four walls in no time at Marquee. Serving suggestions. <laughs> A Bavarian sausage salad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A Bavarian sausage salad. Sure. In all all the delicacy of a true Erbenturner would also taste... Roast chicken, sausages, or suckling pig at the Oktoberfest beer ride. (laughs) Grab yourself a suckling pig. Product features a gold-colored, bottom-fermented, typically Bavarian specialty beer for Oktoberfest time, fermented medium-high, multi-aroma to the taste, a very mild bitterness at 5% alcohol by volume, wort 13.7 by weight. Information pack. So, there we go. Thank you, Google Translate. <laughs> I need to get one of those Bavarian sausage salads. <laughs> That's like the one salad we get at lunch on. We get on, order in lunch on Mondays and get this spinach salad. It's called the spinach salad from the pizza place. But we call it the bacon salad because <laughs> it has so much chopped bacon on it. And where it's, what's not chopped bacon is hard-boiled eggs. And then, you know, some spinach. Well, it's funny because you think of salad, you know, salad's a mixture of greens, right? Mm-hmm. And But I almost, you know, imagine Bavarian sausage salad as being just several different types of Bavarian sausages mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a salad made of meat. Or it's just a party with a bunch of German guys. Yeah. This is a similar aroma to the, uh, to the previous one, to the Hofbrauhaus. House. This one's a little bit darker, also stunningly clear. It is a orange with a little bit of you know tan in there. Big, thick head. It's kind of it's kind of weedy the aroma. It's kind of like you know, or hay like. I got too much head on my beer to get a good aroma. I'm smelling just like the CO two off of mine. So smell mine, Jeff. Yeah, there's something a little grain or weedy or, or or maybe like remember when we were at the barley field, mm-hmm. you know, and all that dried barley was there. Yeah, kind of like that aroma, right? We got all the chaff in there too, right? Definitely. So it's like grassiness to go along with with the the, the yeah, but there. like the dried chaff, not, you know, not like not not in, green, not green grass. Yeah, yeah, dry. Not, Golden grass. Yeah. Amber waves of grain. Indeed. 
I'm gonna have to move on to the flavor because this big head is um, blocking aroma and it's not subsiding. So I'm gonna take a sip here. I mean, they know how to make their Oktoberfest over there. It's it's a sweeter uh, than the Hofbrauhaus. House. It's it's more. Really, uh, I wouldn't say it's sweeter. I think it's definitely sweeter. Um, it's got some more than some more of the uh, the notes of, of sweetness as opposed to just the plain old um, crushed barley, just light bready notes. It's got an interesting bitterness the too to, to counteract it. Definitely doesn't taste hoppy, but it has bitterness there. Um, See, I would say this doesn't have the same kind of sweetness up front that the other one had. The other one had this big sweetness, and it reminded me of, like I was saying, that what I typically taste on my bock. Where this one has, it's more um, malty, more more bready up front, where right. that sweetness was in the other one. And Maybe that's what I'm referring to. I mean, when I say sweetness, I mean, the, the sweetness is more typical of... The American malt, you know, the, mm-hmm. the American malt at Oktoberfest, and not as typical of the German malt. So when I say sweet, I'm saying that the that the flavor, that the the maltiness, the malt character is more sugary than it is light and bready. Okay. It's more along that mm-hmm. that um, that gradient. This one's also pretty drinkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too filling. Five point Pretty high in alcohol, yeah. yeah. At 5.8, it's, you know, it's not your... It is kind of that special fest beer type strength. I mean, it's not crazy like an 8 or 9%. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's it's not sessionable. It's definitely something that if you had a big... <laughs> had one of those big uh, one liter... You wouldn't uh, have two or three liters. No, like you... Well, I mean, you could... So, I mean, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't have it if you were trying to stay sober, but if you just wanted to get drunk and party, I could see someone doing three liters of this. Well, they would be nice and and uh, and lightheaded by the end of that. That one's pretty drinkable, too. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. The Germans, they, uh, they know how to make... Drinkable beer. Yep. Rinse all the uh, leasing off the glass. And now we move on to the final two beers of the night, which are both American. Both from New England. And I'm going to grab the new, the Blue Point first. All right. From Long Island. I guess that's not technically New England. No. <laughs> that would be technically New York. And I can't get the cap off. Okay, so the Blue Point is a twist-off bottle. For some reason, the cap wasn't going to... Didn't want to let go of the bottle. So, let's see. 1.06 is the original Gravity 20. IBUs 5.5% alcohol by volume. It is stored cold for two months. And they brew it... In August and September. As would make sense. I was reading something recently that, you know, the Oktoberfest is a Meritson style, and they were telling me that they 
you know, traditionally they brewed the Oktoberfest beers in the springtime and, right. and aged them the whole year. That goes counter to something else that I thought I knew. Where the whole year, or like they, they well, they springtime over the, summer. They, over the summer and served them in the fall. That's so. I guess I mean, like, I was and something else that I had read was that you know it was a harvest beer. They used the harvest ingredients to make mm-hmm. the beer. So you harvest the hops, barley in September or August, September, right? Make right. the beer, age it, and, and drink it fresher. So I'm wondering which one is more accurate. I'll have to research that. I'm not sure. I mean, it 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 doesn't seem that if you do the harvest and the harvest is yeah, it sounds like a. I mean, especially since Oktoberfest is in the yeah. mid September, it takes a probably, while for probably not enough time. Yeah, especially a lager to to get done. Yeah. So someone lied to me somewhere along the way. Ales generally ferment faster than lagers. I mean, they're colder, so the yeast is not as right. active. Um, it's a different strain of yeast altogether, but still, it's a sure. The so maybe process. maybe making it in the springtime for the harvest, you know, so when those farmers are done tired and harvesting, they have a nice hearty beer to drink. Maybe that's the more accurate story. Um, just kind of. Shocked me just a little bit because I was thinking of it the other way around. Well, the one I mean, there's the um, the saisons. Right? Those are brewed around harvest time and then locked mm-hmm. away for a long yeah, time, right? For spring, so yeah. So maybe they got all confused. Okay. Yeah. What? What's? What's that? <laughs> Can I smell your glass? Something weird going on. Okay, it must be my glass. Uh, I was smelling something rubbery, but I was smelling the last beer too. I'm oh, really? just smelling about the glass. Let me see. So I thought I was smelling something in mine. Well, it doesn't come across the same way from your glass. I thought I was smelling something. I don't know, it smelled like a little fungal or something. Yeah, yours smells cleaner than than mine actually. <laughs> but yeah. I'm having a hard time picking out things. Especially the other two beers were were, were pretty strong in their aromas, even though they were harder to they were hard to describe. Mm-hmm. But this one is just I'm not getting much. Yeah, what I am getting is it's... darker amber. By the way, much you know, it, it's darker than the other two. Mm-hmm. The two Germans, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's it's the color of you know an amber ale. It's a Almost brown. Uh, the aroma I'm getting, I am getting the, the breadiness that that you know that that toasty breadiness as opposed to a caramel or something like that. But it, it, it's kind of light, hard to find, and there is aroma. I don't know if it's from the hops. Do you have hopping on this? On the uh, no, no, I'm not really getting much hops, and, and like we said before, hops really shouldn't be in the aroma. Yeah. Shouldn't doesn't mean they won't be right. I'm just trying to reconcile what I think I'm smelling, right? And I'm like, maybe if they use some kind of, you know, like, moderate to high alpha hop in here, just maybe for bittering or something, kind of might reconcile that, but I'm not sure. All right, I'm going to go into the flavor here. Hmm. Pretty thin body. 
has this kind of gravelly. Okay, I can kind of see that. Maybe like, okay, so gravelly, let's distill that out a little bit. Maybe it's a little, um, like, uh, like, um, oh, what's that called? Like gypsum or something? Like a little, like, like maybe from the water, like the hardness or something mm -hmm. like that, right? Maybe it's like some minerals in the water that are giving you that. Yeah, so calcified. Yeah, uh, something like that. A little bit of, um... Yeah, a little bit of a hardness it's, to it. Yeah, well, well it's, it's not calcium chloride. That's all. Cal gypsum is calcium something. Wouldn't be sulfide. It'd be... Oh, come on. All the brewers are yelling. I'm sorry. I've never added brewing salts to my to my brewing liquor, so I'm not sure what gypsum is. Forgive Let's me. Let's look it up here. It's a calcium sulfate dihydrate. Sulfate. Okay. That was close. Sulfate and sulfites are different. CaSO four two H two O. Right, so I think that might be minerals from the brewing water or something like that. Is what you're give gravelly, but you know, take that out to gravel dust, right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of comes a little bit into the yeah. It's it's got uh, you know a dusty mm -hmm. yeah, but not attic dust, gravel dust. Mm -hmm. Right, limestone. Yeah. Yes. That's not to say that it's it tastes like a rock. This beer rocks. <laughs> totally. It tastes <laughs> like a rock. But it it's um you know, but that's a flavor that mm -hmm. comes across. Especially in comparison to the mm -hmm. other beers. I wonder if it's kind of the Oh, I hope I I don't I don't I'm hesitating because I don't want to say something that's wrong, incorrect. Uh -huh. But I'm pretty sure that Oktoberfest styles you want to use softer waters, right? And a lot of the Eastern Seaborn is known for harder waters, you know, a lot more mineral laden. So maybe it's just an aspect of trying to brew an Oktoberfest on Long Island. Well, New York it. especially is known for actually good tasting tap water. Okay. Uh so it could be that they use, I mean, it would be silly to use tap water for your brewery. Well, no, a lot of breweries. Well, no, I guess use, no, it wouldn't be silly because you have use to. tap water, they yeah. just run it through a but carbon they, filter. So. They run it through a filter and they maybe salt it additionally to, to get it to. Yeah, basically they're taking their water. But if you're starting out with hard water, you can't unharden water, yeah. right? I mean, the way home brewers would unharden water is to cut their tap water with distilled water, right? That's what that's really the only way to unharden it other than using like reverse osmosis. Yeah, well you well you have a water softener. Well Right, but that puts salt into the water right. or something. And I put my brewing water off in front of the, the water softener. So I, I use the, the the chlorified city water and run it through a carbon filter. That's how I brew with. Oh okay. So you don't actually buy. I used to buy spring, spring water. water. When I started brewing ten gallon batches, it got to be too tedious. Yeah, you can't use distilled water for brewing. No, no, you need some minerals in there. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're doing, if, even if you're doing, so you need some minerals to help the mash work, right? But even if you're doing extract batches with distilled water, your your beer will taste lifeless and flat. Mm -hmm. Not 
flat's a bad word, right? Because flat means no carbonation. But a lifeless is probably a better one. It just won't right. have that won't have that extra zing to it. And actually, I noticed the same thing with um, making tea and coffee. Um, so I have that RO tap on my sink, right? And I, for a while, I was making my tea out of the RO tap, which you know it's fine for drinking drinking water. But I'm like, you know, I realized the tea at work tasted better mm-hmm. than the tea at home, right? So I switched from using the RO tap to the tap water, and the tea at home started tasting better. Hmm. So I just use the tap water for tea and coffee at home now. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason... And when I said RO, that's reverse osmosis yeah. for people that might not be... The reason is is kind of complicated. Uh, it has to do with, with the polarity of water. Mm-hmm. But it's just better with more gook in it, essentially. <laughs> I think straight water tastes good, you know, if it's... No, well, I mean, better for, for absorbing sure. materials. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, so I've been using the tap water to make tea now, and my tea at home probably isn't as good as the spring water yeah. we have at work, but uh, it's better than using the, the... I should say it acts as a better solvent. Yeah, the chemically neutral yeah. water that comes out of the reverse osmosis tap. But let's get back to beer, because this isn't water chemistry radio, <laughs> even though that's a big part of brewing. I don't. It's a huge part of I, I, It's a huge but, part of everything. But I don't know enough about it to talk confidently about it. Hopefully I didn't screw things up so far. <laughs> well, our last beer is the one that uh, you're most likely to find. No matter where you are, really. It I guess is, unless you're in Germany. It's on tap at some of the... any bar that's near you yeah. <laughs> right now. And that is the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I think every bar I've been to in the past month has had this on tap. So five varieties of malted barley. They use Turo Harrington, Metcalf Pale, Munich 10, Moravian, and Caramel 60. 5.3% alcohol by volume, 13.6 degrees Play-Doh, 15 IBUs. They use the Sam Adams Lager Yeast, and it's available August through October. Huge head. Poured this yeah. thing vigorously, and it is... Big, fluffy head. Good four fingers worth of head. This is the darkest beer of the night, don't you think? Yes. It's a deep, rich... Um, I keep saying amber. What else is this? This is... Uh, it's, it's amber, I guess. Iced tea. Strong iced tea color. Very uh, nice, spready aroma. Mm. Which is, you know, a little bit hard to pull out because of the big head. Yep. I think I'm getting a little bit of hops on the aroma. Oh, Tetning, Tetnanger, and Hillertown Milfro. Yeah, definitely Continental, but I think I'm picking up a little bit of hops. And I always recall, you know, it's been a while since I've had this. I have had this bought beer once or twice this season, but not analytically. It was always in a social atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But when I when I also when I'm drinking this beer and analyzing it, it always seems to be a little on the hop forward side compared to some other ones. Not as much as some other beers like Victory Fest beer is like the IPA of Oktoberfests, right? Actually, this year I think they, it seemed that like they toned back quite a lot. 
Um, but generally that beer was like a hot bomb for Oktoberfests. And this one was, you know, not that far, but it was always in the lead of the pack for hoppy. I remember a couple of years ago, it was probably four years ago by now, maybe even longer, it was a big malt bomb and I loved it because mm-hmm. it was big malty not quite to style but uh, it was still a beer that i absolutely loved if i was judging by the style that would be mm-hmm. too strong excuse me the, the 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 thing that i think about the the sam adam well let's let's mention we're drinking this in the sam adams uh boston Perfect. lager glasses yeah. which are supposedly optimized for the vienna lager style and like we said before the styles are very close to another mm-hmm. vienna lager is hoppier then, uh, then Oktoberfest generally, and at least it, it it has more hops. It it's got more of a hop uh, flavor and and bitterness to it than Oktoberfest does. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the on the beer, right? Like if you're talking about the same Adams, I think yeah, you're right. That's a, there's a big hops flavor. Um, as I was educated by the Devil's Backbone Brewer down at Saver. You know, um, you shouldn't expect that much hops in a Vienna lager, um, which is interesting because I thought that was a pretty, you know, Sam Adams was, out of all the ones I've had, I'm like, you know, Sam Adams is kind of what I use as a milestone or a benchmark, and and I learned that maybe I shouldn't use mm. it as a benchmark so much. Um, meanwhile, I, I tend to find that, you know, I guess tonight, you know, maybe maybe that's another faulty assumption i had maybe i've been drinking too many american oktoberfest because tonight there haven't been any very many hoppy ones but i always thought that you know oktoberfest would be you know a little hoppier than a vienna lager or a Maritzen, but maybe not hmm what's odd about this one is that they point out on their webpage that it has a roasty caramel malt. I can definitely taste caramel, and you should not be tasting caramel. Well, if you're according to the BGC judging guidelines. this yeah. for homebrew competition, now it doesn't. You know, are you going to knock the beer because it's off style? If you still like it, right? So you know, just let's fall back to if you like it or not. And just just note to the listeners that this one is not in the homebrew style guide. I go back and forth. Uh, because I will tend to give it, not judge it as harshly if it's something that I really like, but I do think that if we're doing a style-based show, a style vertical like we're doing today, then judging it on style is is important. It gives mm-hmm. It gives some weight to the proceedings. And I don't think this fits with that style. Now, if it was something that I just absolutely loved, I may give it more credit. But it's not really. It's coming across with a little too much fruity. There's a little bit of fruitiness in there, which Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think goes there. There's caramelness, almost a toffee-like flavor. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if... I wish I could, you know, not just go from memory, but try previous years of Oktoberfest yeah. versus this one, because this is the third time I've had it this year, and all three times I have not been impressed by this beer. I don't like it this year. No, I don't like it very much. In in the, you know, especially in the flight where we had some really good Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. this feels considerably lacking and not 
on style either. So it's it doesn't have either one mm-hmm. of those aspects to give it weight. Yeah, I, I think I was telling the story um, a couple weeks ago about how, you know, I found myself in this mode where I'm drinking all these hoppy beers, which I haven't been in the mood for for a long time. Like, I haven't been in the mood for hoppy beers for like two years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been drinking all these hoppy beers. And then I've had some Oktoberfest, and they all tasted bad. Well, this was one of them, right? And, and even at the end of the flight where I'm tuned into the style, I'm still not enjoying this beer. It just, it, it tastes... It's hard to really say exactly you know what, what it is, you know what but it, is? it reminds me of that lager flavor that I didn't like when I didn't like lagers. You know what it is? The hops taste old. The hops taste like they're, they've been lying around for a while, and they don't really, they haven't been, they're not fresh. I'm sure they were fresh, they just mm-hmm. don't taste fresh. They, they, it tastes like, they're, you know, it's, they're sort of a wet blanket sort of flavor. Right. There's in the late part of the taste, it's kind of tangy or tart, you know, it's not sour, it's not spoiled, but the way everything's playing together, the bitterness and the hops, it it kind of it it's almost building up to be that lager twang that we used to taste. Yeah. So I got my ranking here, so let me throw it at you real quick. Yep. The uh top beer of the night, I think I'm gonna put the, the Volsters Vespia. Um brewery never heard of from Germany. That was immensely drinkable. Um, you know, if I had any knock about it, it was maybe a little too sweet. It was like kind of like a, a a Maybach, but I enjoyed it. Number two, I'm going to put the Hacker Shore. The two German beers, the top two beers of the night. Number three is the pre-show beer, the uh, the Church Brew Works. I enjoyed that. Uh, four is Otter Creek. Five is Blue Point, and six is Sam Adams. Okay, I just tabulated Jeff's, and mine are exactly the same. Hack, uh, Hofbrau House number one, Hacker Shore number two. It's not the Hofbrau House. It is the Hofbrau House Voltaire's, which is it's not. It's, it's not, not the Hofbrau House, but it's right. Hofbrau House is the brewery. So it's not. The, mm, well, be careful how you say that, right? It's a different brewery. It's not. It's not well, the Hofbrau House that has. The, okay, it's the Hofbrau House Voltaire's. It's not the one that has the franchises yeah, okay. in the United States. It's not the ones that you can buy. From you know the beer distributor that has the HB on the lo- logo, it's not that Hofbrau House. All right, yeah, just to make that clear. But it is Hofbrau House Volters. Hacker Shore next. It those two German ones are great. The 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 Volters was just a bit better. Mm-hmm. Then the Church Brew Works. I agree with you that the it was kind of the the most. On point, kind of American uh, style version that that really you know hit hit all the right notes and it was very clean and, and clear. How much will you be able to get from this if you're out of town? Probably not much. So go for the Otter Creek if you can find it. Uh, and then if you can't find that, go to Blue Point, but stay away from the Sam Adams. This year, this year, some reason it might be better next year. Uh, you would think Sam Adams wouldn't vary too much from year to year. That's what I find fascinating. You know, if any of these breweries would put out a consistent product from year to year, it should be Boston Beer Company. So that's that's. I don't know. The German ones might be very strict. Well, and... Okay, I mean, uh, of the American ones. Yeah. So I'm surprised that they had a bad year. Well, well we haven't tasted the other years of these other threes, so 
I don't know. I haven't tasted the other years of the church or the Blue Point or the this one. So well, I, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, we both had fond memories of, of Sam Adams Oktoberfest, and well, well, I mean, I think that their Boston Lager is a very consistent style, but they may this be this may be one of the styles that they just play around with. I mean, I think their seasonals they do play around with a lot, even though they tend to be the same. Summer ale is different from year to year, right? Yeah, I suppose. I haven't. I, I don't drink too much summer ale, so I wouldn't notice if it's slightly different from year to year. But yeah, maybe. Maybe they do uh, let some variation into there. You, you would figure they'd say that for the the uh, their other newer ones. Well, I mean, ones, but, I think it's nice yeah. in a sense because they're they they are so widespread, and like like I said, you can find this anywhere. Mm-hmm. They there is usually bars have. A, Either just a regular Sam Adams or a seasonal. Maybe they'll have both, but I've seen ones that just have the seasonal, and at least then you get a bunch of you get a lot of variety because it's not just the same four beers you get. Mm-hmm. You get a whole but you get a whole be- new beer every year, and that's great if it just weren't. If it's better, every <laughs> if year. it's better every year than this one. Gotcha. All right, thanks everybody for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Right Ninety-four episodes. We're almost in the Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah from the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people show the